How we doing guys? It's Fear Food Radio, episode 115. It's me, Matty Boy Whitmore, and the one and only Keris Marsden. Good morning. It is a good morning. <laughs> it's very early. It's definitely <laughs> the morning, because it's still dark outside. I know. But here we are. We're about to have the shortest day actually, aren't we? Soon. Are we? Yeah, very soon. It feels short though, doesn't it? I don't know why, this year feels like it's been a lot darker. As in, not, not, I'm not saying that as in like... Horror. <laughs> yeah, bad things have happened. <laughs> no, but as in the shorter days, I've, I've just felt like they've had more mm. impact. And I don't know if that's because I've been a bit immune, immune challenged. Immune. Immune challenged, <laughs> as you have actually. And, and lots of my clients have said the same thing. And I don't know whether that's because the bugs are getting stronger. That's what I often justify <laughs> why I'm catching it. It must be a mega bug. They've been taking steroids. Yeah. Big jacked bugs going yeah, around. basically. Oh, I love you. <laughs> so, We've um, evolved. <laughs> but yeah, have you felt that? Like it's been, I don't know, just feels like it gets dark faster or, or because the days go quicker. I don't know what it is. What is time? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another episode altogether. <laughs> No, I, I do know what you mean. There are some days when you're like, really, it's getting dark right now? It's like you look up to, to go out with a dog and you're like, oh, I've got a bit of time. And then you look up and you're like, oh, no, it's midnight. <laughs> it feels like that. It is. It is we, we did struggle to transition, didn't we? Because obviously during the, the summer months, and we had a bloody good summer, so we can't complain. You know, light very early in the mornings light in the evenings it was great for walking hamish because we could get out really early doors with him in the morning go for you know we could walk him after dinner and it'd still be light mm. which was amazing and we struggled to make that transition didn't we from the kind of the longer lighter days to the darker days yeah because in the mornings we tend to walk him a little bit later especially if it's like if you're walking him on your own yeah you don't want to be out and about when it's pitch black and same with the evenings like we, we almost got it took a while to get into the routine of oh gosh we've got to get out with him earlier i have to say though i think it is essential this time of year to walk because so many people feedback about having seasonal affective disorder so like with the shorter days mm. you know I, th- I think it's only natural like we've gone from having you know like you just said these these lovely blue sky mornings and long days to and being outside loads to suddenly like we've had quite a lot of rain you don't want to go outside you're not getting daylight exposure but then also maybe you're not socializing as much because mm. it's you know dark and cold and in terms of uh, we 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 were always kind of encouraging people to walk and you've been doing a 100k step challenge on instagram yep. which you've been very good with i'm very impressed but oh thanks <laughs> you've actually got me walking more because there's been some kind of I, I may have walked hamish twice and be like oh, i'm just gonna stay in now and you you'll kind of say no no i need to go and uh, get my steps in so i've come out with you for another walk and i've said to you what i've noticed is just getting out after dinner has actually been amazing because mm. this time of year there is all the kind of Christmas lights and as long as it's um, dry, I'm not a big fan of walking in the pouring rain, you just it, notice... It's Hamish, to be fair. No, it's not, is he? You notice your mood lifts and I think nobody wants to get out there. Well, not often when people say how many steps you do and I do quite a lot because of having a dog. There's a lot of times I don't want to get out there and do mm. it. Like it's like, mm, I've got to for Hamish and he's great for keeping me accountable. But even when I don't have him, now I make myself go for a walk. Yeah, you're and, good like that, aren't and, you? And uh, even in the evening, sometimes I'll think of a reason to go. Sometimes I have to give myself a purpose. I'm like, oh, I need to... Go to the pub. Yeah, yeah. In the pub again. Yeah. Which step scene? We're out of dark chocolate. I need <laughs> to walk to the supermarket to go get some dark chocolate. Like, I find reasons to, to go for a walk because I just know 
I feel so much better for it as in consistently then across the winter and lots of clients have fed back to me they've done the same so they've kind of paired up with someone a friend because obviously it's dark and you don't want to be walking on your own paired up with a, a work colleague a friend or their partner and said let's go for a walk after dinner not the mm. done thing this time of year and all have commented how much better they feel you're less likely to reach for like you know kind of sugar after dinner because you're basically out so yeah. that's that's a, a kind of big difference that I noticed whereas I'd just probably think about chocolate once I've finished my dinner I've been like no we're getting out now so but it's habit though isn't it like in terms yeah, of yeah like, what does your brain anticipate and expect mm, is going to happen right now like so. we you know our, our kind of go-to typically is right we finish dinner go into the kitchen put chocolate the, put the kettle on <laughs> make a mint tea and get some chocolate rave <laughs> like, yes we just sound, yeah, we sound like total party animal we don't miss about <laughs> camera on mint it's a tricky one <laughs> yeah. mm. um, sometimes we go for 75 percent as well it was sometimes you you sneak some 90 percent in there every now and again which i'm not happy about we've talked about the chocolate thing we're not yeah we, let's not again. go there but when let's when not go there again. 75 75 percent is a is a is a real something that to ex- get excited about you even turn to me and you go, what's this one? This isn't, this isn't normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've treated me. It actually tastes nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, but it is, it's, it's, it's habit. And we did start to get into a routine, didn't we, of going for an afterward dinner. Uh, no. After- <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't get you very uh, far in terms of the uh, fitness. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going for an after dinner walk. You knew what I meant. To be fair, that would be the main reason that you you could really incentivise yourself. You find there was a meal at the end. Yeah, I'm good. I'll, I'll do loads of walking. <laughs> <laughs> but, so we, actually, I've, we've had nights out before though because we live quite local to a town where I've clocked up nearly thirty thousand steps because we've been out for the day hmm. and then stayed out for the evening, gone for dinner, and then been walking, admittedly, between pubs. You know, and I'm not a big. Uh, boozer anyway but I've got home and been like 30,000 steps it's just going basically from from alcoholic drink to alcoholic drink like, that's not bad you sure that you, you you sure you're just not a bit drunk and you're just seeing more than more zeros than they're actually there <laughs> yeah maybe 30,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. 3, 3,000 <laughs> could be um, I've got one eye shot <laughs> why are we talking about this again I don't know oh yeah we're talking about just kind of getting out are they, oh yeah yes, I was yeah. talking about this time of year some of the most important things to do to stop your mood diving which it does because mm. of the darkness yeah one of the best is to walk more yeah and get walk outside it is tough though because it's like you say you know sometimes the weather is awful yeah. and we have had a lot of rain of late and yeah I don't no one really likes the rain do they but I suppose it goes back to just being a bit prepared and I put like a waterproof jacket on my Christmas list this yeah. year didn't I because I was like I keep getting drenched like right through yeah which is of an evening you don't mind so much because you, you know you're gonna go home to a nice warm house and you can change but sometimes in the mornings we'll walk in and then we'll stay in town to do some work but then you don't want to do that when you're soaked through yeah and you're like well this is to be fair this, this is my fault because I, I, I didn't wear appropriate you, you, COVID. you're naturally inclined to look for excuses to not do something like mm. you know exercise or you know experience a little bit of adversity so I think like you said it's 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 about being prepared and one thing I noticed very quickly was when I'm going to to lecture you get into London pretty much at rush hour and so I have two choices I can walk it's about 35 40 minutes to walk from the station to the college mm. or I can go and get on the tube 
and I did it the first few times and walked it and I was like, well, it's pretty feasible. I just need to factor an extra 30 minutes into into the whole journey. Yeah. But I definitely feel better, A, for like walking and getting yeah. the fresh air and, and B, it just seems it's much more relaxed because I know, weirdly, it's more relaxing because you know you're going to get there. Mm. Whereas the tube, you don't always know you're going to get there on time no. because it just, there can be all sorts of problems. But then like you because I'm going to work, I have to to think, right, okay, definitely when it rains, what do I need to do? And so I literally came up with different, I've got three different coats that I wear depending on what the weather's going to be. I've got like obviously umbrellas and and have it all in my bag packed. So it doesn't matter what the weather is when I step off the train, I can walk to where I'm going to go, which I know this sounds obvious and I know it sounds a bit kind of simplistic, but we are so quick to to find a reason to not go and do something. Oh, of course. So for me, it's always like, no, I've got... And I have come out the tube and it's been torrential. I've been... One morning I was like, oh, can I really do this? And I was like, do you know what? I, I, I'm going to because everyone will be on the tube. Mm. And and I did. And I had I actually had an extra pair of ballet pumps in my bag, luckily, that day because I got soaked and my feet were soaked. But funnily enough, when I got to the college, I actually felt you get this weird kind of like lift, obviously, because you've kind mm. of gone and done something as well. You feel like, yes, I made it. <laughs> I know that sounds tough, but you, you've been outside and, and you set, set out to do something and you achieved it. And so many people came in absolutely kind of ranting about, you know, the rain and the tube and everything. I was like, oh, you know, I actually feel quite good. I put on some some wham tunes and, and just walked in and, you know, I feel quite good for it now because, <laughs> I you know, obviously I've got some endorphins off the back of it as well. And one person came in and they were I'm leaving London, <laughs> you know. So it's like, and none of it like dragged me down because I was like, well, I just, I feel brilliant, you know. I've yeah. just, just kind of, I, I did it. <laughs> but but I, I, I think that we've all... You know, when I say we've all, you know what I mean. But, you know, like we've become a bit soft, if you like. Oh, my dad says that all the time. You know, like we we have become a bit soft and like, oh, it's raining. (laughs) I must not leave the house, you know, like. And and I just think like for me, and I I spoke about this on social media. I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, so forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But I've always said, you know, like there's an element of satisfaction when you you kind of you inject a little bit of discipline into into what you do yeah you know like and for me sometimes my most satisfying workouts for example are the ones that you don't want to do i didn't really want to do yeah and almost had to bit of have a bit of a word with myself to to go to the gym and i end up having a really good workout do you know what i mean and, and that for me is part of the satisfaction of not only like pushing myself when i'm in the gym but even having that discipline to to be like come on get yourself there you know, you don't want to do this. You, you, you know, you're tired. You've got a lot on your mind, whatever. But you will feel better for doing this. Yeah, I'm not. It. And I'm not saying you should override that feeling all the time because you know you do need to find a balance. And there are days when you probably shouldn't go to the gym. Yeah. But that's on you to make that decision. But if you're time and time again going, oh, I can't be bothered. Oh, it's raining. Oh, you know, I don't have time. You know, you need to first of all question your your daily routine as to why you never seem to have time or yeah. the energy yeah, yeah. and then make a decision or if it's just something that every now and again you just need to dig deep and put it out of the bag it's 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 just having that that little bit of discipline to be able to to do that sometimes and and, and like i say for me that in itself is quite satisfying well i think it's a great point you mentioned there about not training well thank because... you Kiris. <laughs> because I remember somebody asking me when I said I take regular breaks from training. I've done, you know, like months and months where I've gone, I'm just not going to go to the gym. You know, I've trained now for 20 years of my life and I need certain times of my life I have to, I have to break off, whether it be for stress perspective, hormones, immune system, whatever, and I have to scale back. Now, if your default mode is to train, 
that can be quite hard because you're kind of you have this morning battle where you're like you know am I lazy um and you're not you're doing it for you know Mm. this kind of recovery reason but then when you want to add the training back in which again I've done after a long break then you have this constant back and forth about like is this too much am I tired today or am I just am I now lazy because I don't train like because of all you all you do get out of the habit of going you know to the gym and experiencing you know you know kind of intense training and I remember somebody asking me who I was guiding through the same thing in exercise break. They were like, I can't differentiate between being lazy now <laughs> and like my body actually does not want to train today because mm. I'm still trying to rest and recover from, you know, stress or whatever the impact of, uh, you know, they were trying to heal from. And so, you know, my kind of advice on that situation was whatever you do every single day, the fundamental need of the body is is movement, not exercise. So whatever happens you set out for a walk or you set out for, uh, you start your yoga session or maybe, you know, get to the gym and you do your warm up and you do your first set. Mm. And then you just see, because the brain is going, you know, it's been great not doing this. It's been really yeah, nice yeah. just sitting on a, like, not, not even sitting on a sofa, but yeah. the brain is naturally going to go, it's been great not having this pain, you know, like not to have this, this challenge every day. But if you do your first set and you can feel that you have more in you and you can keep going, you know, and this is a bit of advice that Paul Watson, who um, spoke at our retreat, said the same thing. He starts off on a run mm. and then five minutes in might turn it into, or 10 minutes, I think he said, 10 minutes, 10, 15, he might turn it into a walk. Yeah. But he starts off with the intention of a run because he said for his kind of mental health, that's what he likes mm. to do every day. And I, that's really stuck with me because <clears throat> what I do is I kind of start off with a walk and then just see. But even you're very good at getting to the gym and saying, actually, do you know what? This is a mobility session. This yeah. is a foam rolling session. This is not going to be anything intense. So, um, by the way, what were we going to talk about on this podcast? Because <laughs> we it wasn't just, this. Just waffle by the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, fit yeah, and waffle. It. We're going to have to call ourselves Fit and Waffle Radio soon. <laughs> fit and waffle. <laughs> this, this episode is going to go out pretty much between Christmas and New Year. So I guess what we should do is start to talk about what people need to basically have a very strong, fitter 2019. Okay, good shout. And I have to say, I came across a great statement the other day. I was reading about, it's very interesting, I was reading about cell biology. Oh God, not cell biology again. (laughs) And how a cell, this is so interesting, just just let me have my moment. Keris fluctuates between telling me about the latest chapter in a George Michael biography (laughs) and cell biology. I'm like, blimey. George Michael is my spirit guide. I've decided you all need to have like a higher power and someone who gives you guidance in that sense and mine is now George Michael oh is it it is what, how come you're not on first name terms it looks a bit like though? it looks a bit like Jesus to be fair towards the end <laughs> with, a, with a kind of little, little goatee, little goatee. Yeah. it was very well maintained goatee though it wasn't was, it wasn't it I don't, he, think, I don't think Jesus's was so well groomed well trimmed <laughs> but I have to say he's my spirit guide because I'm reading I like to find inspiration from outside of the fitness and health industry because a lot of the fitness and health industry doesn't offer me inspiration if I'm really honest but what I love to read about is we've talked before I love comedians and comedian biographies and and with his biography I know I've mentioned it on previous podcasts so forgive me if I'm repeating myself but (laughs) just learning about the kind of challenges that he faced and this is prior to social media but he was his was the media that were just so kind of scathing of him because they they really resented the fact that he would never kind of basically declare what his sexuality was was Mm. he gay was he straight or bisexual and so they were always going for What makes me him. laugh, really, though, is that... <laughs> Just watch the one did, video. Did he really need to declare it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> can you imagine anyone going, no, <laughs> never? <laughs> you can't. Your dance routines aren't necessarily everything, but anyway, what's interesting is watching his journey of being criticized so heavily mm. and and despite all he ever wanted to do and he says this from the office create amazing music and he really found this talent and he tried to hide in one of his albums so he doesn't doesn't appear in any of the song videos he doesn't appear on the album cover this is relevant so this is why right. i'm sharing it with you because um he just wanted to be known for making great music because what he said was being a performer is all very well but he was kind of in that pop bracket and he didn't really want to be a pop legend and he wasn't taken very seriously and other musicians criticised him a lot and said, right. you guys are so vacuous, you know, you're just all about hair and... and what does that mean? <clears throat> not much to you, There's not, right. not, not much behind the scenes. You're just basically hair and leather jackets and shorts. They wore these amazing right. shorts, so that's too for. Anyway, so he, he <laughs> knew that he had talent to write and sing and wanted to put it to a more kind of... be taken more seriously, I yeah. think. And that's what he did. But in one of his albums, he doesn't appear anywhere. And the record company were like so aggressive about they said this is not going to work and it didn't work actually because people want to follow a person. Of course they do, yeah. They want an image. So he kind of came back then with another album where older, where you do see him more and he's kind of steps up. So, but it was really interesting because I never thought about the fact that he doesn't like you know all of that kind of attention and that focus. And but once you put yourself out there, you're you're open to criticism. And the reason this is relevant to, to health nowadays is this is what we've got this on a much smaller scale with social media. If you're going to be out there and have an account on social media mm. and you're going to put information about yourself, you're putting yourself open to criticism. Mm. And it's how do you deal with the fact that often people will come back and maybe say something negative or people will compete with you in terms of what information they put out there. So subliminally try and critique you or be negative yeah. towards you. I've seen this happen quite a lot as well. So no one actually outright says anything, but what they put out is the opposite of what you've just said. So it's like, great. you know. Yeah, so you yeah. know things are directed at you personally, despite the fact that you're not mentioned in that comment. This goes on all the time now that we that we have mm. this social media. And listen, reading his autobiography is very interesting because he's kind of talks about he would retreat for long periods of time and, and just go back to like friends and family in this safe place where everyone knew him and trusted him. And then he kind of put himself back out there again. And it was a necessary evil for him. But I was listening to another practitioner say that she would go on to uh, Facebook Lives. Um, and she's one of my favourite uh, people to listen to at the moment, Dr. Christiane Northrop, who does so much uh, discussion about emotions and uh, biology. So how did your your thoughts and your feelings affect your physical self? And it does, as in raises your inflammatory chemicals and leads to mm. disease. And she started to see she was a doctor and started to see that, you know, women married to the wrong men all got lupus. It wasn't as straightforward as that, but she started to see. But she started to see conditions where if someone was in a relationship that was very negative and, you know, with a very kind of dominant opposite person, because lupus tends to affect women more than men. And if it was that their, their marriage wasn't healthy, they would often get most autoimmune conditions, but she started to see lupus with this, this kind of this situation. So, she was saying when she went on social media and would talk a lot about, you know, emotional health and this, that and the other. So she's doing it for trying to, you know, educate and coach people. People would jump on her, her broadcasts and on Facebook and, and start saying, shut up, you know, da, 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 like negative stuff. Mm. And she said, I decided to just kind of say like almost to reframe the situation as this is my kingdom. I guess in my page, it's my community page where I give mm. free information. This is my kingdom and I'm the queen. <laughs> 
delete and block, delete yeah. and block, and just got rid of them. And it was just really interesting because I don't know how I've got to this subject, but I was, that, that's another kind of resource at the moment that I'm listening to. But I was talking about cell biology. Which, oh, that's right, yeah. If you let me go back to, uh, this is another book that I'm reading, which is Biology of Belief. And it's all, again, how your thoughts affect your biology. And this is Dr. Bruce Lipton. And what he was saying was, for a long time, we thought in the cell that the nucleus was like the brain of the cell. You're often told that, like the nucleus contains all the information. It's kind of got the instruction manual of how, if a cell needs to rebuild a part of itself, it right. goes to the nucleus and then it makes a copy of the instruction. Mm-hmm. I often say the nucleus is like the fit food recipe book. It's like the Bible of the, the kitchen. <laughs> so it's where you right. go out to make everything. <laughs> but what he did in some experiments, this is way back in the 80s, is he took the nucleus out of a cell and the cell was still able to function until it ran out of it needed one of the instructions or it needed one of the recipes and it couldn't, so it couldn't rebuild itself and then it got into trouble. But it still, until that point, functioned and worked. Mm. So there is no way... How long was that? Well, until it ran out, I don't know. Like (laughs) a long period of time. He doesn't say, he just says, but the cell still functioned until it ran out of, it needed one of these proteins and it didn't have the recipe to make it, so it got into trouble. So he said, there's no way that the nucleus is the brain. So he worked out that the actual brain of the cell was the skin around it, which we call the membrane. Get it? Oh, yeah. Membrane. (laughs) So he said, this is where the cell basically reads its kind of internal environment and largely the kind of external environment outside the body is also signaling this this internal environment, so indirectly. And then the membrane makes some decisions about what to do. But the reason I have this really long story is to tell you this point where he said the cells are always interacting with one another. Cells always act in a community. And he said one of the biggest things that he feels we've got wrong is this statement, survival of the fittest, which we are guilty of saying, Mm. because it's not really, because you can't survive unless the community is healthy. So he talks about the fact that the reason it's got its membrane on the outside is because it's going to communicate with other cells and work very effectively as a community. It can't work on its own, which we know. So you and your smallest unit is... It's cells, but all our cells are working as tiny little communities, you know, and even things like viruses and bacteria can sometimes work symbiotically yeah. like, as a team with us. So what we should really be thinking about is the statement, survival of the fittest community. The fittest family. Which is what we are. <laughs> the fittest community. Yeah, well, we're trying to build in the, trying in the to background. Build. Yeah. It's growing. It's growing. Yeah. No, it's a very, it's a very good shout actually, because you know when you you know we we spoke about blue zones before, yeah, you know and you know the the places in the world with the most amount of um, centenarians. <laughs> I have to I always have to concentrate to say that word for some reason. I Do don't you? know why. Yeah, I and, have to concentrate to say anaesthetist, and I ane- still didn't say it right. Anaesthetist. 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 Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound right. It's so weird. Anesthetic. I but, can say um, anesthetic, but I can't say... Um, spell it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you know, a big part of the, the Blue Zones is that sense of community, yeah. isn't it? And, 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 and I do think in the world we live in now, which is a very digital world, somewhat lacks that to a degree. I mean, you could argue that the community that we've built over the years is thanks to social media, because, which it is. Yeah. Because... Fit of Food, Fit of 365, Fit of 16, you know, our podcasts, all these ways that we can like reach our, our fitties around the world yeah. is, you know, and we've got that kind of global community now, which is amazing, it is down to 
social media you know and and, and technology and and we're we're incredibly grateful for that however you do sometimes you think about especially when you hear about like you know when you listen to your grandparents and some of the stories they tell you and you think gosh like there was such a strong like community vibe you know like you know they're they're neighbors and like they all knew each other and but also i think the thing to really highlight in in that instance is that the relationships were very much mutually beneficial Mm. and you see this in the blue zones so both sides care about one another both sides benefit from one another and that is what's lost now so although you might be listening to this saying well i've got a community and i've got relationships in my life i've listened to a lot of these kind of podcasts or or kind of books that i'm reading at the moment and thought well i've got a lot of relationships but one of the problems with the relationships is since i started to work in this kind of industry I've become very much like a fixer in a lot of relationships. And that's Mm. my fault. I can't help myself. I go in and start fixing stuff. But it's the same if you're a mum, for example, with your kids. Or sometimes now I've got a lot of clients booking their parents in. Mm. So they're trying to fix their parents. And goodness knows, I've I've done the same, you know, for years. And if you're constantly trying to be the the fixer or the controller in the relationship or trying to, to sort somebody out all the time, that's not necessarily a healthy relationship. And not just because your needs aren't being met, but because you're devoting your energy all one way. Yeah. And you have needs too. And I think that's quite important when you think about your community. You need to think Mm. about when was the last time (laughs) Hamish just moaned and it's like, oh, shut up. Stop going on. But when was the last time? Take me for a walk. (laughs) the, the, The relationship that you're in, they said to you, are you all right? Is there any way that I can help you? You know, it it can get, and especially you could reinforce that as well by Mm. constantly offering and supporting and being that role in that relationship. It's not their fault, but they're going to start to depend and rely and enjoy the attention to some degree and and just expect the attention as well. So I think you need to have the relationships for sure, but then you need to step back and think, I've often found myself retreating and kind of questioned, like, why do I want to hide over the next few days? And I physically can feel this. And it's because my energy levels are going low. Mm. And it's because the people that I'm spending time with are needing my help. But I'm running short on energy myself, if that makes sense. And this is in a work capacity. This is in a lecturing capacity. In a, you know, so client practitioner. This could be family that I'm trying to help, friends that I'm trying to help. I really have to stop myself in the conversation from offering solutions Mm. because then it becomes about me fixing a situation yeah yeah. so when they start to talk about problems you need to listen and i'm trying to teach myself to do this listen but but don't try and resolve if that makes sense just be a sounding block in in certain instances like so right down to and i'm i'm so bad at this that i'll meet someone in the woods walking the dog and they'll go oh you know i've got this pain i'll go oh have you tried uh, bone broth well what what you do is you know i'm just now i'm just going oh that's really awful you know like it's just like what a shame just just stop trying to be the solution to everyone's problems you know and i think that's something to keep in mind i think some people do it everyone does it to a certain extent if you're listening to this podcast you're probably quite a proactive healthy person and you have to think about, are you just doing this too much? And and therefore, and, and Dr. Christian Northrop, who I was listening to about this topic, said, you start to see, you know, a couple where one person looks amazing and, you know, like walks, you know, so confidently and strutting along and the other one just looks like haggard. And I, I start to think of various celebrity couples when I heard this. And, and she was saying, because one person is the, the energy in that mm. relationship and he's directing it all to the other person and the other one's just taking it all and it's their plug, it's their, it's their charge. Yeah. You know, but, but at some point 
one of you, you know, the, the giver will run out of charge and then is, is in trouble. And, and usually it manifests in illness. And mm-hmm. the, a lot of the time now with clients, although, you know, we are fit of food and we talk about nutrition and training, I'm always trying to get that insight into relationships in their life. And it's not my job in the consultation to address them or fix them. I'm not a counsellor or anything. Yeah. But often I will hint that that's where the problem lies. Yeah. And there's various resources I'll suggest for them to go and explore that. <laughs> there you go. You finished. Yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, nobody. <laughs> oh, is it my turn? No, I was like, I was like, just leave a pause just in case she's not done yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had a strong coffee this morning. To be, <laughs> it's making me talk very quick. Reminds me of. Um, do you ever that? Have you ever seen that? Do I talk quick? By the way, do you talk quick? Yeah, a lot of students say I talk too quick. Mm. Slow down. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say you talk quick, no. Sometimes I think it's because I've got to get through a hundred slides. I might yeah, be quicker. just like quick, power through this. Yeah. I was just laughing then thinking like, because it probably like, I, it might just, because I was just like staring at you, thinking like, is she finished? And I just, I just remember, you, have you ever seen that film when like, there's like a student in class and he's like painted eyes on his eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually sat there asleep. <laughs> Oh dear. The giveaway is when the mouth falls open, you're in trouble. Start, start dribbling. <laughs> um, I think you're absolutely right. And I think so many people take, I don't know, almost subconsciously take on other people's stresses. Yeah. You know, and it's almost just in their nature to do so. Yeah. And, and yeah. that is you to, you know, to, to a certain degree. I think, it, it, I think it's, it's, it's more women than men. I it's think your mum, well. 100%. Yeah. Like I can totally see where you get it from. Yeah. And it's hard. It's it's hard to, even though you can almost see, a, I mean, first of all, it's a lovely trait. You know, it's like they care. They want to help. Lovely. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, is it doing them more harm than good? Do, do you know what I mean? Well, I think what, what I started to notice so I've, I've kind of, I'm also a bit of a watcher. So I watch a lot of people around us, don't I? And I'll often say to you, I can see this happening in that person. Mm. And again, it's just because you're a bit more tuned into the situation. But I start to notice how people who are just amazing at giving and, and helping and, and so um, caring for others get angry. Mm. And I think they get angry. And I'll the first say sometimes I do as well is because they're absolutely exhausted yeah. and drained. And so they start snapping. And and funnily enough, I've explored, you know, the, like the genes of personality and I've got the anger gene and we've talked about it on previous podcasts. But sometimes I think, have I really got the anger gene? Like, you know, or the, is it the gene mutation <laughs> or is it just the fact that I am literally exhausted and have nothing left and then I just will flip and mm. you know usually it's somebody that it's acceptable to flip in front of which is you yeah. so then you flip to, to kind of close such family. a victim <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the, the same thing was happen you know if you are and I remember my mum doing it and I said that to you before I was like oh yeah we've got the anger gene it's she definitely does. from my mum but she it's because does. my mum spends her entire most of her time sorting out everybody else yeah. you know like we're at christmas at the moment and my mom started cooking for christmas oh, in september God. and no it's joke. like you go around and there is like four different types of mince pie there's chocolate there's mince pie it's, there's it's like, funny because like, your mum bought paleo uh, mince pie there's normal mince pie there's like there really is there's like every variety of mince pie <laughs> and all of us are like oh, my it's dad. amazing don't get me wrong but sometimes you are just like celine chill out but my like, mom, we my, have my, plenty of food my dad in the background, it's funny, is like rolling his eyes and just going, it's bonkers, it's bonkers, because he's on a mission with like Greenpeace. It's like, we don't need all this food. It's so, you know, and, but also 
this is where the, the the conflict might lie with the relationship is if the person I'm not saying that my dad is like yeah. you know, kind of like draining my mum but he doesn't understand or put him himself in her shoes as much as as possibly I think he could do he just thinks he just goes oh you're bonkers you know you're, this is but then he's like this is what you love doing you love like making four types of mince pies but I just think she doesn't like making four types of mince pies she likes looking after her family and creating and things yeah, the, and making sure everyone is needs are met yeah. at the expense of her own, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so. but the thing is, like, your, your mum just always just goes too far with it in that, what I mean by that is, is don't get me wrong, your mum's an amazing cook, you know, and she goes absolutely all out. And even just yesterday, we had, like, an amazing lunch, like, desserts. Gosh, we were How stuffed. many cakes does she have? Oh, untold. <laughs> lost, lost count. Four but, different types of cake for dessert. But, your your mum like it's almost like it's not like once the food's made and it's on the table she can just kick back because then it's like oh is it is it okay is it warm enough shall I shall I shall I, shall I heat things up a little bit more is that okay does it need a bit more salt you know is that spicy enough and it, and you're like it's lovely like sit down and enjoy the meal and it, but it's like she can't it's yeah, like she's yeah, still yeah. even when everyone's there like she can't quite yeah relax it's just like oh. Even though this is like banquet on the table, it's yeah. like almost. But then also, how, how can I make it better? And I've said, said to you, and you look at Will's plate. There's like a sparrows portion on there, and it's bit like of cabbage, yeah, yeah. chunk of chicken. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. So let's talk 2019 now. We've we've kind of gone off on a big tangent. Well, okay. Big tangent. Okay. So Ooh. so so here is what I would say for all of what we've just talked about was completely relevant because I think the world is changing like very rapidly and. You can let all of this run away with you and we can all start saying, oh, you know, social media stresses me or I'm going offline now, I can't deal with it. Um, I'm busy. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I think people just, just are going with the motion of life and not stopping and doing something which is so significant. And maybe this time of year, hopefully we've caught you in time. You have to stop on a regular basis and reflect about the different components of health, which if you use, for example, the functional medicine matrix, which we often put up in talks, you need to look at your nutrition, you need to look at your movement, you need to look at sleep health, you need to look at um, your environment, so that's your work and home environment. And now please think about the bigger environment and, and doing your bit for, you know, all the campaigns that are out there for recycling and giving back to the environment before we absolutely destroy it. And your relationships. And I think you have to stop and reflect on all of those key points on a regular basis and not just be going with the motions because at some point, one or maybe all of those get knocked out mm. and you can just be going day in, day out and, and both you and I are exactly the same. We'll get into habits, like you've just said, that are not not serving us anymore with all of those different things. It could be for me eating a you know kilo of chocolate a week, <laughs> like just like because it's dark chocolate and it's good for me. And then you see what I mean? And it's like I'm building habits and reliances on things mm -hmm. and not thinking about why do I have to eat chocolate all the time and so much of it and it's because there's something else in the background that drives me to need a comfort of some form yeah so you have to go upstream and find out what that is and same for sleep deprivation you know how long do you think your body is going to actually put up with a poor sleep routine now if you are a parent I 100% understand that this is probably going to be about two years like as mm. I understand it that, that this is what's been fed back to me but that doesn't mean that every other element of your lifestyle needs to go yeah. out of the window as well and 
you know, even with my clients where they tell me about this situation, I say, can we get some help? Mm. You know, is there any family? Is there any way that you can relay the sleeps? You know, think about, you know, coming together as a team, survival of the fittest community. Community. And and reaching out and, and getting help for that. But I think this new year is probably the only time that we do reflect when really it should be done all the time. All the time. Yeah. And the other thing that I see is is I have this conversation with clients all the time where they, they will book in with me purely because everything's got out of control and they want a plan. Mm-hmm. So they want me to write a plan of, please like put me back into a discipline mode. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. I know that they can be in discipline mode for a good, you know, four weeks, maybe eight weeks. Discipline yeah. is strong. And then there's this sudden realisation that, you know, okay, this is for the rest of my life and I can't actually do mm. this. And going back to plan Fit16, lots of people feed that back to me and say, I go back to phase one when I need to, you know, get get a reboot. And phase one of Fit16 is, is an elimination phase where we say like all processed food goes, but it's not just about food. You've got your exercise plan, you've got a um, sleep routine and everything to, to look after. Mm. But- and, and what I was about to say was, but the point of Fit16 is it's 16 weeks to get you to what we call kind of like an 80-20 maintenance plan. Mm. Yet people don't get there because they're like, I didn't follow phase one strictly. And all the way through phase one, we say, this is not a strict plan. Yeah, we, we keep reassuring. It's just principles. We? It's just education about your body, the nutrients your body needs, how it looks, how to play around with your carbs and your fats to not overconsume calories, but not have to count either. And I'm not really big fans of tracking all the time. And how do you do this intuitively? And how do you, you know... All these these resources are there to get kind of a, a plan in place. And then at the background, we've always said, and keep an eye on stress and keep an eye on sleep because they are going to drive you to want carbs, caffeine, sugar, alcohol, you know, all those kind of things. But people feel like it's a plan they do religiously. And then it's like 80-20 isn't good enough. Mm. 80-20 is, is what I've been doing for the last, you know, God knows how many years, as have you. Yeah. Like... And, and and so I think people think we eat like angels, you know, it's like... Well, it's quite funny because one of my clients uh, the other day gave me a, like a little Christmas present and a little Christmas card. And she was like, uh, I've got you a bottle of Prosecco, but I'm kind of assuming that you don't really drink Prosecco. Uh, you, you don't really drink. And I said, well, to tell you the truth, I said, I don't drink Prosecco, but because I don't like it, you know, not because... I don't drink alcohol, you know, like, and, and she was like, oh, because at first I wanted to get you this like chocolate uh, cake thing. And I trained her friend as well. And she was like, oh, but so-and-so was like, oh, no, don't get him that. Like, he won't eat that. And I thought... They're not on social media, are they? Definitely not. <laughs> no, I was just saying, they clearly don't know me <laughs> at all. And I said, you know, like, I said, I would have quite happily have accepted and consumed a chocolate cake or if it was a bottle of whiskey or a bottle of beer. Like, I just don't like Prosecco or champagne. Like, I just don't do Luckily, it for I benefited. I you did, like yeah. It, You've yeah. got the Prosecco. So everyone's a winner. <laughs> um, but again, it's, it's because, it's somehow she's managed to think, oh, personal trainer, super fit, super healthy, doesn't touch anything remotely naughty or whatever it may be. But no, we do. <laughs> yeah. I am naughty. But this is the thing, and you have to... So, so when I just say a client comes to me and they say, you know, can you get me back on track? Can you get me back on a plan? And the thing is, I often say to them, well, you need to ask why it didn't work last time because the eighty twenty that we recommend at the very end of Fit Sixteen is something that everybody can do. And there's mm. lots of information on there about, you know, we have meals that are seconds to prepare, not even, you know, like 
as in like a breakfast of Greek yogurt, nuts and berries is no time at all. Mm. So when they say they're having croissants for breakfast, that's not about time. And we've talked about this a lot, haven't we? When people say, you know, so it's, it's all the time, you know, and I, I, people say, oh, as a snack, I'll have like chocolates or biscuit. And it's, it's just time, you know, to organize a proper snack. And, and I've said, well, what about banana? You know, that yeah, would have been just, better. Just than, be, yeah. <laughs> like, th- this is not about time. This is about justifying, I don't want to use the word poorer choices, but justifying what your what your brain is demanding yeah but your what your brain is demanding so this is what the other thing one thing i want to highlight here is people jump onto skype with me and they straight away speak so negatively about themselves angrily at themselves and say you know i've been an idiot i've been so bad and that's that's the statement i've been so bad Mm. i need you to get me back on track and i'm like no 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 you need to stop talking so negatively about yourself yeah. and you need to and, and what I often highlight and I think people get a sense of relief about this is your brain is naturally wired to go for the quickest most calorie dense option available and the more stressed you are the more sleep deprived the more tired you are the less you're going to be able to say no to that yeah. so as soon as you come to accept that it's not you it's your brain like it's almost like a separate part of you we're pure pleasure seeking you know, in, by nature. So if you're tired and you're stressed and you put processed foods around you or quick fixes or anything that's like lights up the reward centers in your brain, it's going to happen. Mm. So the sooner you accept that fact, the more you can then do something about it. And it comes from all different angles. So it comes from the sleep deprivation, the stress, and not actually buying the food in the first yeah. place you know and so, so they're not that i'm saying like you know you need to go and you often see next in the next few weeks on social media you'll have various different practitioners online personal trainers going you need to go and do a spring clean and get all the oh, rubbish out yeah yeah but maybe you do because you are sleep deprived right now you are stressed about work mm. you've got a busy month ahead then prep for that you know and that's yeah. what we kind of say you need to accept what the human brain is going to do and then put some strategies in place and when people say these things to me, I kind of say, what your goal is, is to be this 80-20 that we, we say on Fit16, where you can have a little bit of something, but then yeah. your brain will go, if you eat all this stuff, it's probably not going to make you feel too hot. And you're probably going to end up investing in a new wardrobe, like associate the the outcome with the action. And that's mm. where we've got to. But both you and I will be the first to say, like, you know, me as as well as you, if I am kind of stressed, run down and tired, I have to think about my macronutrient choices at a meal because mm-hmm. I will literally have no off switch with certain foods at that point in time. So again, I probably wouldn't suggest sushi because I would probably like... Just smash lives. Sushi is pretty palatable anyway. Gotcha. And I often say to you, you know, do you know what? I need a really high protein dinner and... Uh, and some good carbs and, you know, take my fats up and fibre up and, you know, like... But the thing is, though, like, you know, we our goal is to help people, plain and simple, and we know that how we go about helping different people will always vary because, you know, how you talk to one person will be different to how you talk to another person based on what you know about their personality, et cetera, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do feel that some people do need a friendly kick up the arse and they do need someone to kind of call bullshit every now and again because otherwise you end up believing your own bullshit and you you end up going you you find justification in it and then because other people share the same justification you're like see this is this is just how it is yeah and and we're busy people 
other people are busy. We get it, you know, whether you've got kids, you haven't got kids, you work, you know, shifts, really long hours, whatever it may be. Lots of people are busy, you know, doing doing one thing or another. But my argument the other day was whenever I've eaten crap, I've never in my life once used time as an excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a decision I made. <laughs> yeah. I chose not to prepare a meal. I chose not to take my own lunch with me. And I chose to eat, I don't know, a baguette. You know, like it, it wasn't because I didn't have time to prepare a meal. Because deep down I did. Yeah. I chose not to, to prep because I couldn't be bothered or I was I prioritised something else. I've never used a lack of time. And same for exercise. Like, I'm at a point now where, and I've said this before, I know that I can do a very effective workout in 10, 15 minutes if I want to. Yeah. I don't need an hour anymore like I used to think was the minimum yeah, r- yeah. amount required. You know, so now... It's, and, and sometimes I will. I'll just crank out a little workout, you know, but just go in the dining room, push the table to one side, and I might just do like a body weight or a kettlebell workout dead quick yeah. just to get a sweat on and feel like I've done something. Or I might not. But I wouldn't go, I didn't have time to train today. I'd be like, I just didn't train today yeah. because I chose to do something else, be it work, be it have a bit of time in front of the TV because I felt I needed a break, whatever it may be. What's, what's also interesting is you've just written, again, for a membership site, in January because we want to really promote this idea a two times a week training plan yeah and most people think especially in January and this is where it all goes wrong because everyone starts hitting the gym five times a week you know I've got to work off Christmas but if you look at a lot of the research two a week two sessions two full body sessions sessions is enough in terms of what is the benefit of of training it is building the muscle mass and obviously kind of and uh, you know using the bigger muscles within the body as well alongside the rest of the time you're just a good mover and you're yeah. just pretty active and, and you're not basically consuming more energy than you're expending so the, the, the plan is really interesting because I think when you when you put that together even I you know I would say like a year to almost get my head around mm. that is enough but when I do the exercises that you often write plans for me as well and, and it's got pull-ups and it's got deadlifts and you know, kind of, you know, the full body stuff, back squat, like you, you, you genuinely feel like you've just, I don't know, you've worked everything. Mm. And therefore, and often if you're doing it effectively and work training hard enough, you'll get the, the kind of delayed on, you know, the DOMS, the delayed onset muscle soreness for a good two to three days afterwards, yeah. which I absolutely love. Lats is my favorite. I've said that to you. I like, lat, I like lat, lat, doms. lat DOMS. And then the rest of the time, like I said, just focusing on on the kind of walking and standing a little bit more. And I have to say that the, the results for me are definitely, I feel myself, I get stronger quicker if I train like that. And I feel it's it's just more realistic to happen. So weirdly, it's almost like the stress of thinking about how to factor in a session is taken away because you're like, mm. everybody can do two 45-minute sessions. Again, it's that thing of survival of the fittest community. If you've got a book, someone in to help babysit the kids or you know ask your partner to step up you know and do something that takes off your to-do list but also let the house be a bit messy do you know what I mean like it's also like for one day when people find themselves but to a degree like sometimes that in itself is and, and, and I've said this to you sometimes like when I'm working at home I'll be like oh I need to put a wash on Oh, best just quickly uh, clean the dining room. And that's me. I know now. Like, it, I'm simply looking for something to distract me from what I'm doing. Work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> like, be it like a certain task that I'm not that excited about. I don't yeah, really yeah. want to do. Yeah. I'll look for 
excuses. Yeah, yeah. So, so at least I'm, I'm not sat there doing nothing. I'm not doing the task at hand. I'm <laughs> if doing, I come home... I'm doing another task. This is the dilemma that I have because obviously we run a business together. I come home and the washing's all house hung up spotless. and dry. The house is spotless. And I'm like, you haven't written that training plan, have you? And then you're like, no. No, but <laughs> did you see the state of the house this morning? <laughs> now look at it. But the thing is that we all do this. We all do this to a degree. Yeah. And, and Yeah, but also, can I just say that some people do it the other way so we're talking about excuses to not do something that could be considered healthy like mm-hmm. as in like go to the gym but it's very similarly looking at me at the moment i i know my biggest win right now is to scale back and rest more like we've we've been yeah. running a business for 10 years and it's like my my hormones aren't too happy about it, that and everyone is saying to me you need to sleep more you need to stop setting an alarm you need to you know, start saying no, draw some boundaries before you get to the point where I just said, where well, I just want to hide from the world. I need to yeah. get prior to that. I need to scale back the changes or scale back my to-do list. And I find that really hard. And I mm. find myself and you, I, you will sit there and listen to me. I will justify to you why I've taken on some extra work. And you're like, why have you done that? Yeah. And it's exactly the same thing. I'm making an excuse. And I'm going, well, you know, and, and I can justify it because it's a positive thing to do yeah, in this yeah, instance. Of course. And everything from kind of almost like giving up coffee, which I'm kind of convinced I, I should do <laughs> in the new year. It's my last challenge where I just want to go to having it less frequently. Yeah. So not having it every single day, which is where the benefit of coffee lies is if you don't have mm. it every single day. And even that with you, I've kind of gone, yeah, but we've got so much to do today. I think it's just best that I have a coffee. Yeah. And then you're like, well, it's going to make your life easier. So you go, yeah, all right, yeah. you have a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have another one. <laughs> yeah. but, but it I suits think, your needs as well as mine. But like, because um, often we talk about uh, productive procrastination, don't we? Yeah. That it's like, you're, you're still being productive. Like, you know, if I'm getting the house clean, which needs to be done at some point, I'm being productive with my time <laughs> in that I'm achieving something. Yeah, yeah. But it's not achieving what I actually really need to achieve, yeah. which in this yeah, instance yeah. is like work of some sort. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... You know, you're kind of keeping yourself busy and therefore you can justify it in that way. It's still a positive thing, but it's all it's doing is delaying the the, the task at hand. And do you know what happens with that? Do you know why it becomes unhealthy? Not It doesn't become unhealthy because you didn't go to the gym or because, like in my instance, it doesn't become unhealthy because I I helped someone, I did something really positive. But then there gets a point where you with your cleaning and not going to the gym and me just taking on a load more work. I don't clean instead of going to the gym. <laughs> no, you clean instead just of doing to get work. Out of work. <laughs> At some point you'll 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 have this moment where you'll go, Why am I not in the position where I want to be? Like I've got yeah. these ambitions in my career and I'm not there. Mm. And you'll get angry at yourself and I'll be like, Well it's because you're so busy doing the washing like yeah. literally like I've never not needed to worry about whether I've got clean gym kit. But you're not fulfilled because you've been doing this, what you call productive procrastination is a brilliant phrase. And I think for me, it's exactly the same. I'll be taking on more and more work, but then I've got bigger projects in my head that I really want to do. We're relaunching our membership site in January and I've got loads of e-courses from immune system to metabolism that you're like, I'm not sure everyone wants to know about this. And I'm like, everyone needs to know about this. But anyway, and then I kind of question, I'll go, why have I not? written that course yet you know why am I not where I want to be on my to-do list of like Mm. bigger things that really excite me and it's because I'm too busy saying yes to extra work so what I'm about to say is then you get frustrated which then changes you at a cellular level did you know that changes you you get inflammatory chemicals and then you get (laughs) and then you get yeah 
But yeah, this, this is when our, and our health suffers because we, we see it as stress. You go, I'm really stressed because, you know, I'm not fulfilling my purpose in life and role and, and I don't know why. And, you know, and then I'll be like... Oh. As, I'm, as I'm folding washing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I was destined for greater things. <laughs> Pass me the uh, fabric softener. At least because I've become a domestic Goddess. god. <laughs> no, you can't say god or goddess anymore domestic person domestic being yeah so i think uh, and uh, so what uh, what's the takeaway for anyone listening is, is <laughs> what's the takeaway is to start thinking about like how are you spending your time and, and are you doing this procrastination stuff because you know it, you're taking the easy route essentially you're taking the, the well-known mm. the comfortable route the familiar route i think is, is the, the best way of putting it yeah and what you need to be doing is actually kind of putting a plan in place otherwise the frustration that you feel is going to lead to changes on a cellular chemical level but then equally probably you're going to open the fridge and you're not going to go to the gym and you're not going to sleep too well because you'll lie in bed at night going why am i here what have i achieved so far yeah. in my life you know but so. I, I think it comes down to like human beings are very good at putting a lot of pressure on themselves yeah and we do it we're guilty of it and it's only been in recent times that I've got better at this in that I give myself a weekly to-do list and I give myself tasks that I want to achieve each day and I find myself then just I keep adding to the lists and then I don't achieve them on the day and I'm like well no worries I'll just move them over to tomorrow now but then I don't achieve them again and then I move them over to tomorrow and then I get to the end of the week and only like three quarters of my to-do list is ticked off and I then get really wound up that I haven't achieved every task that I put on the to-do list then it's all that negative self-talk like come on Matt like you're being lazy um you're like you lack discipline you know what's wrong with you step up and get these done but then it took me a while for weeks and weeks if if not months to go by where I was a bit like hang on a minute this is happening every week. I'm not achieving my to-do list and I'm giving myself a real hard time. And why hasn't the penny dropped yet that maybe I'm trying to do too much? Mm. And we're very visual, aren't we? Yeah. You know, and, and, and you if you see a to-do list that isn't fully ticked off, it's annoying. <laughs> just, in the same way as in, like, you know, when, you, when I set my step target on my phone app, I like to see those green bars to say, bar, she smashed it. I, even if I see that one orange bar in the middle where I didn't go, do it, it's, an, it's just annoying because yeah. it's a bit like, so now I've actually lowered my daily step target. Have you? Yeah, because I've, cause it's more realistic yeah. and it means I've got the satisfaction of seeing all green bars. <laughs> Why is it like 100 steps? Yeah, 200, <laughs> 250. Um, no, like it's, uh, it's 12,500 now. Okay, yeah. It was 15. Yeah. But it's now 12,500 yeah. and I'm doing that. And, yeah. I'm, and it, for me, it just, just feels much more rewarding. It's more reali- you've been realistic with that goal, haven't you? Basically? Yeah, exactly. And it works for me. And yeah. I know it's something that some days I exceed quite substantially. Yeah. Other days I just make it, you know, but yeah. I, nonetheless, I see my green bars. So for me, I had to decide whether with my to-do list, do I do the smart thing and reduce it a little bit, yeah. make it a little bit more realistic based on, you know, past experience. Yeah. And then have the satisfaction of seeing them all ticked off at the end of the week. Because the reality is, what I've achieved is the same. Yeah. But on paper, one says I've completed all my tasks. The other one says I've failed. Yeah. Does that make sense? So now my to-do list is shorter because I'm like, get it out of your head. 
that you're doing less because you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? All it's of the same as the training twice a week, isn't it? Exactly. And, and, and I think but that's you taking ownership of the situation at hand to mm. work for you rather than against you. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with, like, I'll give you another example, like, that's, you know, recent, was we've had 12 days, fit of 12 days of Christmas challenge, you know, which, as we've mentioned before, you know, like each day for 12 days, you get a new challenge and you have to do all the exercises through just as the song kind of goes. And I did a post uh, yesterday or the day before saying, like, how's everyone getting on? How's everyone finding it? This, that, and the other. And, you know, you had a mixture. Some people are like, I'm loving it, smashing it. You know, I feel really, really good to be doing something every day. Other people, you know, straight away latch onto those negative words. I'm failing big time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, um, oh, I've been I've been crap. Well, it's interesting. And then blame themselves despite the fact that they had a cold or something. I'm yeah. like, yeah, you just got a cold. That's fine. But, you don't but, trade. But then I go back and say, well, no, like, let's... We all, we all have different lifestyles. We all have different commitments, time constraints, whatever it may be. But I think there's something so powerful in rather doing the easy option of going, I've just been shit and giving yourself a hard time, negative self-talk. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you say, oh, I have been bloody lazy yeah, yeah. and I really do need to step up. You know, that's fine. Because sometimes, you know, we, we need to be honest about that because we're like that sometimes it's just you know i've just been lazy yeah. i haven't left the sofa but other times i think and this is why i went back to one of our members and said look instead of looking at the 12 days of christmas for what it is now and up, up till that point we're on the 10 days so there's 10 different little mini challenges to do rather than go why put that pressure on yourself to do all of them why not say do you know what actually i'm a bit busy at the minute a bit stressed don't know that i've got the headspace for this but actually what I could do is I'm going to take that exercise, that exercise, that exercise, and I'm going to make it into a little circuit. And then I'm going to do that. And then at least you've, you've done something. You took ownership of the situation. That in itself requires discipline. B, who knows, you might get into it and then think, actually, sod it, I'll do the rest of it. Or, you know, you, you can just take satisfaction in the fact that you used your initiative based on your time, mindset that particular day and got something done rather than nothing at all yeah do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and i think for me going into 2019 i think that's the biggest tip that i want to give to people is like it's time to take ownership of your life yeah you know it, your health how you move how you eat how you look after yourself you know the people that you spend time with like the list goes on and on and on but ultimately nothing is going to change unless you do which is the kind of like that kind of classic saying isn't it you know change was it change won't happen if you don't or nothing will change if you don't or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah but but it is true and at the end of the day you know we can keep using the same excuses that we've used for the last god knows how long we can keep trying to justify our actions till the cows come home but the reality is you're just going to be in that same position you know in another 12 months time thinking of your 2020 goals yeah, yeah. etc and and i just think take ownership take, the table. Ta sorry take, <laughs> that's what your dad does doesn't it bang, bang the bang. table <laughs> um you know take ownership of the situation for what it is yeah. and, and, and or that, keep, keep doing what you've always done you'll get what you've always exactly. got exactly and, and it goes across the board and, and i just think we need to stop stop using time as lack of time as, as as an excuse like if you put your mind to it you can find a way to do something from an exercise front to you know if you are really really busy or you're going through a particularly busy time because there's a deadline at work try and think of like some really quick and easy meals that you know that you enjoy and you can cook in bulk like there are for most things there are solutions yeah but you need to step back and think about it and i'll give you a it's like that saying 
something's better than nothing. It's true. <laughs> Profound. Um, but well, I tell you what, I'll give you a classic example, right, which covers owning the situation and having a good environment, right, is a couple of weeks ago, I was in a bit of a, a smack up in the car. I'm fine. The other person's fine. You know, cars weren't. But at the end of the day, both parties were unharmed. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Anyway, lots of damage done to the car. Took it to a garage, repair, body shop. Got it all done, didn't I? Yeah. And it looked good as new, didn't it? I was yeah. so proud of the car when it came out. I was like, blimey, my car. It looks like a brand spanking new car. Yeah. And um, we parked the car up. The next day, went to the car to go to Kerry's mum and dad's. What's, what's, but what was funny about this situation is I'm in the car and you're doing your lap of the car because you're so proud of how amazing the car looks and you're just checking all the work's been done and you look so proud. And then you get round to the front of the car and this horror look of horror comes across your face and you literally like hands go to your forehead and I was like oh and I start laughing because I was like yeah yeah whatever as if <laughs> and I did not believe you and then you, your body language didn't change and I was like oh heck so I got out of the car and and well you can tell the rest of the story yeah well basically like a, <laughs> someone's obviously you know like the car was parked so someone's reversed into the front with what seems like a big tow massive bar. tow bar because it's just like a very acute bit that's basically completely snapped the the bumper yeah. um, <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and the grill and I'm like wow in less than 24 hours of getting my car out of the garage this is what's happened and don't get and me wrong, neither were your fault either idiot. I, 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 I effed and Jeff you know I had to get it out of my system I wasn't just like oh I'm going to own this situation here. <laughs> <laughs> never mind I'm safe nobody was harmed yeah <laughs> You know, I uh, I probably like shouted the the street down. Everyone was like looking out their windows, but out of pure frustration that within twenty four hours of getting my car back, looking the nuts, yeah, <laughs> to to have like that happen. So how did you own the situation? Well, first of all, it was the environment. I had you with me to to give me a bit of a talking to, and just to say, look, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, this isn't the end of the world. It's bloody annoying, you know. But but you can get this fixed. You can get this sorted. You know, let's just focus on, you know, the fact that we're now going to go and spend time with family, have a dinner, etc., etc., etc. I actually said to you, take action now, and do something positive oh, you did actually, now. Yeah. And you rang the garage, which were, they were closed, they were admittedly. Closed. But by the time you'd actually got off the phone, you felt calmer. Yeah, and uh, you also rang your mom, which always helps you. <laughs> well, no, she rang me actually. Quite funnily enough just after I'd spotted it. And but it's talking funny how, it through with her, I think, helped yeah, you definitely. And definitely. I think I think that take action is so important when the there's something that you can't control happens. And I often say this to clients who are like, oh, my job's at risk. And I'm like, right, take action now. Get your CV out, do it. Because you will just feel better. Mm-hmm. And you will feel like you're owning the situation if you are doing something proactive about yeah. it. But often people kind of like, are just in the spin of like, this is beyond my control. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And that is the worst thing for you physically and mentally to, mm. to just do that. So sorry, Karen. No, no, but, but, no, but you're exactly right. Like, you know, I took immediate action thanks to you. You know, I had someone to be able to put it into perspective for me. Because if I was on my own in that situation, you know, I... I You'd have wronged me. Probably would have <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, you know, straight away. And, you, you know, you, you would have you know, said the same things just over the phone. But this is an example, by the way, of the, the relationships again, where it's like, I would be the same as you. You'd be the first person I would call and you would put me right. You wouldn't sit there and go, well, let's go around and find who did it. And let's yeah. <laughs> it's like, you'd be like, come on, calm down. Like, so, so in terms of the relationships 
that we have the people that you're turning to and talking it through, do they help you own the situation or do they make the situation... Or they help you moan about the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> Are you going to own or moan? Like, because, oh my God, that could be the new thing. And the, own, or, own or moan. Own, own or moan. And the, and the ones closest to you, this, this could be one of your, your jumpers that you get designed. Um, the, 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 those closest to you should help you own it and mm. empower you to own it. And that's something that often people don't realise. So again bear that in mind when you're trying to make these changes whether there is that support around you and I often give so many examples of people we've worked with where I've just seen one was an amazing example was someone who did fit a 16 and uh she did fit a 16 because her husband nominated her in a competition yeah. do you remember this yeah yeah Joe is a name and her husband is Randall and I have to give them a shout out because they then both came to uh husband's Elliot uh Elliot sorry why don't they Randall's the surname oh right <laughs> Sorry, Uh, Elliot, sorry. Uh, They came to our weekend retreat and the the first thing I noticed was watching them train each other on things like kettlebells and yoga. And I was like, God, that is such a nice team. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have four kids, is that right? Four kids? What's three kids? Uh, Five, I think. Five kids, okay, five kids. And yet they're managing to do a lot of this stuff because it is a team effort but when I was talking a lot about I did a talk at the retreat about just kind of like mindset and they were so both kind of engaged and came over and asked me questions and you could just see them just that support was so obvious and it was really nice to observe because you just think it's it's actually a rarity often when when I'm working with people I don't often see that they've got the, the the sufficient support to be able to make and sustain you know, mm. positive habits yeah. and changes, and, and actually kind of become the best version of themselves. So but, I think but, it's a good chance, good good point to when when you do make these changes in this time of year, see how people around you respond, and do they try and hold you back? That's also really important because yeah. often I often see that. But it's it's hard, it is a hard one, isn't it? Because you know, like when you see Joe and Elliot, you know, it's sorry, I'm only really sorry, Elliot. I can't believe we've got his name wrong. Then. Well, you still got the name right. It was just his it's surname. too early. <laughs> um, you know, like you can tell, like he's he's so he's so proud of her, you know, and he wants her to succeed, and he. But can you see, also don't always see, do you? No, no, um. and and it's and, and and we've spoken about this before. You hear it time and time again, where the the biggest barrier to someone succeeding is their partner, mm. because the partner's not ready for change, and they don't want to eat those foods, but then they're not willing to make their own foods, and it just. Blah, blah, blah. We've spoken about this many times before. And I just think whatever you do in life, you need to have that support network. Like you really need to. And and even if I think deep down... Apparently Jesus said it takes two. Did you know that? You got an all religious on me. No. It's, it's twice you've quoted Jesus <laughs> in, in this podcast. I haven't quoted Jesus. Yeah, well, you said George Michael looked a bit like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so that's not quoting him, but this you mentioned it, him. It was in one of the talks and I'm not at all, uh, you know, kind of, religious but they were just saying that there's a quote in the bible about something about it takes two baby Baby. (laughs) (laughs) um oh yeah so whatever you do you you need to have a support network because it's nice to feel supported it's nice to feel like someone has your back and and even if to a degree they might not necessarily agree with what you're doing and not even take part necessarily but support you doing it well it's like i remember you said to me once like ages ago and I can't remember how we got into the conversation and you said if I if I ever wanted to do I suppose like the equivalent of like female bodybuilding or the female kind of figure competition competition yeah. things where I suppose which is to a degree like the female version of yeah 
bodybuilding ish. Although there is female bodybuilding, isn't there? Yeah. Just as a caveat, one of my friends was doing it, another trainer, and she she really inspired me because she did, she did it in a way where she would do it quite healthy. She'd go in and out of the competitions, and yeah, she just seemed to be able to take or leave the kind of the the, the kind of aesthetic side. Yeah. And she really, but but straight away, as soon as I had a little moment, I was like, this would be absolutely nuts for me to try and do this because I wouldn't be able to take or leave that yeah. I put so much pressure on myself but carry on well no because you had said to me like how would you feel if I said I wanted to do this yeah and I said well to be honest like if you really wanted to do it You'd support me. I'd support you yeah. like I don't really like that look or you know I, I, and I don't know that I think it's necessarily that healthy but then at the same time like I understand that if something means something to you by that you're saying undernourished not as, not as in like you don't like muscle on a woman because you're often very complimentary of my muscle yeah cool well, no of course i am yeah, yeah, yeah but, but no, as but, in like yeah but, but uber lean yeah but I, I, yeah i don't like the uber lean look on a woman like you know like that's you that's like, my that's my preference you like curves yeah i like you know i like something to <laughs> grab hold of as, as they say and in my experience of knowing you know like like you said like some friends of ours have done it and some of them have had health implications yeah not even necessarily just during the time but afterwards yeah. you know be it like some kind of orthorexia or whatever mm. so my only reservation about it with you would have been you'd already come from quite a an addictive um, background yeah. with your training you know you was very much addicted to training and, and you'd kind of come out of that and it had a healthier balance so that would that would be my fear but then at the same time another part of being a good support network is not always just going yes 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 i'll support you yeah, it's actually yeah. putting your foot down and going like this isn't the right thing isn't the you. right thing for you yeah, yeah. this is having a negative impact on you not a positive impact and and that is support as well yeah you know it works both ways it's not just going yeah yeah go on you can do it it's being able to go no and this, this is uh, you know for someone out there who is a, a yes person you know so in my instance it's it's uh, you often need to tell me no say no you're not going to help yeah. in this instance you're not going to you're not going to sign up to that you're not going to do that you need to you know, I know they need you, but you need to say no. Like, yeah. as in, look after yourself back. So it's not just about, you know. <laughs> it's like um, we went to see Sean Locke, the comedian, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, and, it, and he talks about, um, you know, that saying, like, live every day as if it's your last. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, like, he said, like, he says, I, I now use that, like, to, to get out of picking anyone up from the airport. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, sorry living today as if it's my last <laughs> yeah. so I can't come and get you from the airport so we now use that for everything now like, you know whenever someone asks us to do something they'll be like no live it today as if it's my last can't make it but you know like yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's your motto for, for yeah. 2019 yeah. but I we should try no, and conclude no but the point I was going to make is that like you know sometimes we don't all, sometimes, you know, we need to do things that we don't necessarily want to do. And again, that's just a, you know, depending on what it is, you're like an element of discipline or whatever it may be. But sometimes, you know, I think you need to just ask yourself, like, do I really want to do this? Or would I rather do something else? Yeah. yeah and and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But even like from a social perspective, you'll find yourself spending a lot of time with people that... You, so this is a great uh, bit of um, advice I heard. Um, I can't remember who I was listening to talk about this and said, next time you're about to spend time with somebody or give up, you know, some, some yeah, you know, give up your precious time. Like, listen to what your gut feeling is. Mm. And does your gut sink a little bit? 
is it almost like you're like, Oof, I just need to do this. Like, and there are instances where you have to, like yeah. definitely, you know, because you're family or because there's like an obligation there are, but, but again, these should be minimal amounts of time. I know people who spend most of their time going from one, Oh, I've got to do this to another, Oh, I've got to do this. And they're not well people off the back of that. Yeah. Whereas some people are kind of like, they just draw their boundaries and they have a lot of awesome stuff going on in their life. And then every now and then it's, Oh, I've got to go and do this because mm. you know, I'm obligated obligated to and that's that's absolutely fine but think about when you're going to do something next what does your gut say we know like the importance of the gut can't be emphasized enough and if you're if you're excited about it then that's the right thing to do and that's the right person yeah. for you to be spending time with but, and there aren't many people if you if we're all very honest there aren't many people that we get excited about seeing unless you're very lucky and have like 20 friends like <laughs> that are amazing there's a lot of people we spend time with that we do it because we have to and should do. And that horrible word, should do, two yeah. words, <laughs> that phrase, should do. I hear a lot from people who are not well. You know, why do I, why, I say, why, why are you doing this? Like, why are you not following the advice I've given you and you're doing this? And, well, I did this and, and because I had to, I should do, and I, I felt like I should do this and I should, you know. And, but that's not necessarily like a reflection on the person or the persons that you're going to see. Like it no, might, no, it might no. even just be the 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 circumstance of the situation, as in like it's been a really busy week, and all you actually really want to do is just put your PJs on, yeah, yeah. and just oh, course, watch yeah, a film yeah. on the sofa. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. how many people, you know, won't actually say like, do you know what? Actually, um, I'm not going to make it on Saturday, or you know, actually, I'm not going to because to be honest, it's been a mental week, and I just want a night on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and but then I think that that again that comes down to owning the situation. And, you know, maybe even saying, do you know what? I really can't be asked to go out tonight. Why don't you come round here? And we'll just have like a chilled night in, like bring a bottle or something like that. Like, yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. whatever. Like I'm trying to give like different examples because it's not just about going like, oh, is this person someone who I really want to spend time with? Yeah. Or is this person... No, but I think, I think uh, like I said, I, I, I do know some people who do a lot, too much of that and too much of, like I've said, even down to like, you know, from a work perspective, often kind of giving in to kind of work commitments because they feel they have to and they're going to get recognition for it and then at the end of the day most often you don't get recognition for yeah. it because the more you give in a work environment the more someone will take often and that's the yeah i was, I was uh, going to say it does for a lot of people it is normally from a work perspective yeah but then at the same time you know i, I have i've had a lot of clients that say you know they, they they keep mentioning like a certain individual who tend to have a negative impact on them yeah, yeah. and then you're a bit like so why do you spend so much time with this yeah, person yeah. if that's the case if that's the yeah, case yeah. And, and then you you know you need to little dig a little bit deeper there as to, to why that is yeah. and, and whatnot and but let's wrap it up i was gonna say can you do yes can you try and do three points and i'll do three points go on then you so start what mine mine were 2019 for 2019 to be strong for you check your relationships Number two is protect your own energy. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, we've covered it all. Protect your own energy in terms of, are you giving too much of it away? Do you know weird? Just as you said, energy. Yeah. I was looking at the label on my top and it says, wash out 30 degrees, save up to 40% energy. There you go. And I literally read the word energy just as you said it. Maybe that should... Spooky. Maybe it should be save 40% energy for yourself. No, no. <laughs> Yeah. Only give forty percent of your energy. This is the this is Keep our new 60. slogan. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was signalled. Save up to forty percent energy for yourself. <laughs> you gone. 
watch Wham online. If you <laughs> no, good. Not, not. Uh, no, okay. Where, are, where what else have we talked about? Because uh, I know what you're going to probably say. I think this is several points rolled into one. Oh, but there we go. Uh, mainly eat fit food, training twice a week, move daily, and make sure you are part of the fittest community. To be fair, like, like you, has. You, you, yeah, yeah. No, but like, to be fair, I think, you know, you could have just for that last one, just said, you know, put yourself in the right community. Yeah. Because that would, you know, in essence, you could say if the community is right, you'll tick all the boxes, won't you? Absolutely. What are yours? Mine would be, firstly, own the situation. I knew you were going to say that. Take, so that's take, why I didn't say just, it. Just take, take ownership of whatever it is that you're doing and step back for a moment and just think about it logically you know how can you respond to that situation what actions can you take to potentially increase the chances of a more positive outcome nothing's guaranteed we know this but we can control our actions so just take ownership whatever it is whether it's career nutrition your training you know whatever someone reversing into your car (laughs) take ownership of the situation and know that that is very much within your control you know, you can't control what happens to you. You can control how you react. Uh, the second thing would be don't try to be too extreme. You know, like make things more realistic. More extreme doesn't mean more success. In our experience, more extremely means less success, quite simply. So step back, make it a little bit more realistic. You know, do I need to reduce my to-do list? Do I need to put less pressure on myself to go to the gym as often or train as long? Because I'm not achieving it. And it's making me feel bad about myself. So flip it, make it work for you. And the third thing, and I suppose, is to reiterate what Kerry said. Find that community. You know, make your environment a healthy one. You know, your home environment, your friends, work. Because it all plays a role. You know, you can have a great diet, be married to the best partner in the world, have fantastic kids, live in a lovely house. But if you hate your job, you know, for which you spend a good chunk of your life at, it's going to have a negative impact on you. Yeah. And that's simple as that. You know, you need to look at everything, you know, make sure that environment, you know, is working for you and not against you. Yours were much better than mine, to say. It was almost like I rehearsed them, <laughs> but I didn't. It was a freestyle. What a, what a freestyler. And last, last point I just have to make here, when you're making resolutions, just keep this in mind. We were sat in a coffee shop one morning and a, I don't know if we've mentioned this story before, but an old guy came over to us and you had on your t-shirt remember this lift heavy oh yeah and he'd just been to church and he'd been reading some of the the tomb the gravestones hadn't he yeah and he said he was reading this gravestone about someone who'd lifted who'd won the british weightlifting championships and he was like wow and he went to look at the name he said i was expecting a man that looked like you this is why i was telling you the story and it was a girl wasn't it and yeah. he couldn't believe it oh, and yeah. she died at 33 but what an amazing thing to have written on her gravestone yeah. And although this sounds very morbid, often the goals that people come to me with, I need to lose half a stone, I need to get a kilo off, I need slimmer thighs, I need to be more toned. None of that is going to be written yeah. on your gravestone. Keris Marsden finally ma- maintained a healthy body composition <laughs> for its entire life. <laughs> and, no, and no relationship that's worth while in your life no person is ever going to say when you rock up died choking thank, on some kale yeah, thank, <laughs> thank god you've got that kilo off because it was really bugging me you know like no one cares 
you care for the wrong reasons yeah. and it's because you're doing what's it called productive procrastination or distraction or whatever you want to call it we talked about today so actually stop for a second give yourself the biggest compliment which is you know that you are amazing you are awesome and go and figure out what you really want to have written on that that what what's going to be everyone's lasting memory of you so guys um this will probably be the last podcast you hear in 2018 um so see you on the other side i guess in 2019 um we've got some super exciting things happening at fit food brand spanking new websites coming brand spanking new fit 365 membership site it is looking awesome and i can't wait to share it so if you haven't signed up to our mailing list our email list maybe get on there as well because you never know email subscribers might get special offer or two <laughs> who knows um but guys thank you so much for being part of the fit food family we really look forward to continuing your journey our journeys together in 2019 have a good one guys and see you soon bye